My next guest is a former Super Bowl champion and Pro Bowl quarterback and is now an analyst for CBS for the NFL and for college football. And I welcome on Mr. Steve Berline. Steve, is everything going for you? Hey, things are going pretty well, Zach. How about you, man? I'm good. I'm good. And my Washington football team season has gone as expected, but uh, the rest of the games have been pretty good. Uh, I want to ask you about your Panthers. What'd you, say your team, what'd you say your team was? Washington. I for Washington, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the, the best month of the year for the Washington, uh, Washington football team fan is April, and then you look forward to the next April. So, <laughs> yeah, but no. But with your Panthers, what's going on? You guys started off 3-0, and and then it's been downhill. Well, I can document it that, um, you know, I, I did not think that Sam Darnold was an upgrade on Teddy Bridgewater, and – I'm still trying to figure why the Panthers did that. Um, you know, you look at it and uh, Teddy Bridgewater had a very difficult situation last year. When you think about the COVID off season, new head coach, first time in the NFL, learning a new system, re, re you know, structuring a full organization. Um, and then losing Christian McCaffrey, you know, week two or whatever it was, uh, you know, and you give up on the guy uh, to me, uh, and I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is a world beater. We've seen the last few weeks in Denver that uh, he's struggled as well. But if you're going to give up on a guy going into year two, make it an upgrade. You know, go out and get somebody that that you know is going to be, uh, you know, be an improvement on what you already have. Uh, if you're not going to improve the position, why do you not just uh, try to build the pieces around him? And instead of making that trade to bring in Sam Darnold, make the team better. And then maybe go get your quarterback next year. Um, and that quarterback will step into a really desirable situation. So, uh, you know, I really think that, that the Sam Darnold thing, it's not a surprise. I, I'm, I'm disappointed because he, I, I was hoping that a, a change of scenery form would be really good. Uh, the way he started out the season, it, was, it looked like it was going to be a great fit. But now all the rumors are that they're, they're looking to find somebody else, maybe get in the, the Sean Watson sweepstakes. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the Panthers, but, uh, I'm not going to say I didn't think that it might happen because they, they paid Robbie Anderson too. And I'm pretty sure he's got like, like, like 40 targets over the past couple of weeks for he's averaging like two yards, a catch something, something yeah. crazy like that. They're not even giving the ball. Well, they, DJ hit Moore, the, they hit him with the big home run week one, yeah. uh, the, the big bomb down the field. And yeah. everybody thought it was going to be great. Um, now, obviously, this this is a different team without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they they are too dependent on him um, in terms of what they try to do offensively. They they've got to be able to, uh, you know, find a way to have other guys step up and make plays. And like you said with Robbie Anderson, he's not a, 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 a he's he should be a you know a guy that's averaging you know fifteen to seventeen yards per attempt or per catch, per reception. Yeah. Um, not these short little dink and dunk type of thing. That's not the kind of player he is. No. And a lot of people are tracing back the, the losing streak to McCaffrey going out. But another thing you can trace it back to is trading Dan Arnold. Was he the glue holding that offense together? They traded him after that Thursday night game against Jacksonville, the one where McCaffrey got hurt, Hubbard came in, and it's right. been downhill ever since. I don't know if Dan, Dan Arnold maybe was the key to that offense. Well, you know, I, I would I would hate to say that a tight end, uh, a tight end that, um, you know, is, is not a household name, not a Travis Kelsey or, a, no. you know, uh, you know, Waller or one of those top guys, it would make that much of a difference. But, you know, one piece can screw up the chemistry of a team. There's no doubt about it. And 
And uh, that guy, he's, you know, Arnold's proven to be a, a pretty consistent weapon down there for Jacksonville. He's a good, solid tight end. And, um, you know, I'm sure that affects the run game dramatically. He's one of those guys that can, they can do both, but I would never say that missing Dan Arnold is what's causing their problems. You know, uh, it, it, there's a lot more to it than that. With, with McCaffrey, obviously before the contract, he was almost like an every game guy. And since the contract, obviously made a significant investment. He's been almost everywhere, but the field. Do you think maybe they should kind of, even if he's not hundred percent, let him play. You know, that, that's a, that's a really tough question because you don't want to obviously shorten the lifespan of a running back guy whose position notoriously is, you know, this is the one contract that you can count on in playing out. And then when these guys get to 30 years old uh, or close to 30, a lot of times the body starts falling apart. And the fact that Chris, Christian is having these injuries at this early stage is very concerning to me. And I'm sure more concerning to the Panthers. Uh, they want the guy in the field. I, I do think, uh, you know, with a guy like that, you want to err on the side of caution. Uh, but what happened last year, if you recall, I mean, whenever they tried to bring him back, he just got hurt again. Yeah. And they were very patient with him last year. Um, so I, I'm, I'm concerned that um, he's having these injuries that, that are kind of stacking on top of one another and, and, uh, you know, if it were me, I would definitely be patient again this year, um, especially with the way the season's kind of turning right now. But, uh, man, they do need him on the field. There's no doubt about it. Do you think when they bring him back, maybe they should kind of lower his maybe his number of total number of carries? Because I know early in his career, he's getting like what, maybe 25, 30 carries a game since then he's been getting hurt. You think they should maybe just bring it, bring it down well, to earth a little bit, maybe well, minimize it's, that? It's the touches, right? It's either yeah. the runs or the yeah. passes. And uh, you, you can just um see what happens when he plays yeah. they he becomes a first priority in almost everything they do and i do think that's a mistake um you, know, you watch what uh new orleans did last night with kamara yeah. um and uh, you know very involved in the passing game um a lot of it is just the result of how the defense is playing that you run those hard play action passes which force the defense to react to the run with the great running back and then they're busting their butt trying to get back to cover the pass. And if they, if they get back and they, 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 they don't leave it wide open up the field, then yeah. you take the check down to yeah. the running back. And then those guys can do a lot with that. But a lot of those passes weren't designed to go to Kamara. Yeah. Those were passes where Jameis Winston wanted to throw the ball up the field. And, and Peyton has got him conditioned to thinking that if it's not there the way we want it, just dump it off to this guy and let's see what happens. So, I do like the way they're using Kamara. And I think maybe, um, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers should move a little bit more to that route, not being so dependent on one guy. You think Joe Brady should have taken that USC job as soon as it opened up? <laughs> That's a good question. I think he's going to be in the running for uh, several more jobs as they, as they, uh, as they come, come along. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know Joe that well. In fact, I've never met him. Um, I think highly of him and I, I do, I think he's got a, uh, an impressive resume and I think he's going to get that chance. Um, and I, I believe that he, he probably made that decision just because, uh, um, he didn't feel like he was quite, um, ready for that kind of a position yet. And, you know, you know how it works. If, you, if you're not a hundred percent ready, uh, to jump into something like that, um, and you have any, you know, doubt, um, if it doesn't go well, 
it can end up, you know, uh, trailing you for a while. And uh, just look at Josh McDaniel and some of the other guys that, uh, that had, you know, uh, short stints in their first yeah. opportunity. Who do you think are the main kind of, the, who, who do you really see potentially as somebody taking that job? Because I know they brought up, what's, what's his name yesterday? Jeff Fisher. And then they shot that down. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a former grad, too. I mean, he he'd be along the lines of bringing back Pete Carroll, you know, uh, um, you know, not not bringing Pete Carroll back this time, but bringing Pete Carroll when they brought him back yeah. from uh, the Patriots or wherever he came from, from the Browns or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, I could see that being a, um, a, something that would make sense. I'm, I'm surprised that it didn't go any further than, than what it did. But, um, you know, I don't know who the, the right guy would be given this situation. I don't know who's out there that has SC legacy that would be uh, slammed on from that perspective. Um, and it doesn't seem to me, in my, in my opinion, to be a guy out there that, uh, that would be a great fit for that program. Um, unless you could find a way to bring back like a, a Chris Peterson or somebody like that. Uh, is, is that, was it Chris Peterson? Is that his name was up in Washington? No, I'm um, not sure. I can't remember. I think his name is Peterson. I think I might got, might've gotten the first name wrong, but I, um, you know, he had great success at, at Boise state. Then he went to Washington uh, and they kind of, you know, uh, phased out a little bit, but I think he's a guy that could be rejuvenated, maybe get back in the conversation. It'd be great for the USC image too. He's, he's got a real clean uh, squeaky history, squeaky clean history. So that'd be a name that I would consider uh, from the NFL. Um, you know, I, it, it's a crapshoot. Any of these young assistants, um, I'd like to see a guy like Greg Roman, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens yeah. assistant coach, uh, get in the mix with, um, uh, some of these, these jobs. I think he's a guy that really deserves it and, and, uh, w- would be a guy that I think has groomed, he's been, he's been groomed and he's ready for that kind of an opportunity. You think Luke Fickle would leave Cincy to go there? You know, that would be, that would make sense. Uh, you know, Luke Fickle uh, would be, I think, a, um, a great fit there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he would, and they probably have already had that conversation, I would think. Uh, but Fickle, I'm sure, probably said, I want to see this thing through at Cincinnati this year, knowing that, you know, there's going to be other great opportunities to come up if the SC one doesn't sit there for him. But, uh, yeah, he'd be. And what's the guy at uh, Iowa State? I can't remember what his name is. Uh, uh, just let's just say the Iowa State head coach. He's done a great job turning that blanket around. Um, yeah. You know, except for the debacle they had against Iowa early in the season. <laughs> I covered that game. I did. Oh, that really? Game. Uh, yeah, for Compass Media uh, Radio. But yeah. um, you know, he's a guy that has uh, turned around a program and, and had success. Um, and I think you give him the, the firepower of the USC. Um, and with the ability to recruit there, uh, I think that'd be a nice fit as well. And taking a look at some of the top quarterbacks in college football as we prepare for the draft in April, I know earlier in the year, everybody was talking about Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler, but they've kind of fizzled out. Who do you see as maybe the best two or three quarterbacks this year in this year's draft class? Oh, man, you know, I, I didn't really prepare a list of, of guys to talk about as far as the draft class goes. And I, I did get a chance to see, uh, Matt Corral, the quarterback for Ole Miss, who uh, I did the Alabama Ole Miss game, and I was not impressed with that game at all. Now, he's played well since. He played very well before that. Uh, but I'm, I'm just not convinced that he is going to be a guy that um, long-term is going to be able to hold up physically. Uh, he's very slight. He's very lean. 
Um, I don't know if he has the ability to stand in the pocket and make all the throws that need to be made as a back as a as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, they're I, I don't want to speak out of out of line without really knowing what I'm talking about. I would have I would have prepared a little bit of a list, oh, good. I know, but I apologize yeah. for that. No. Have you, have you seen any of Malik Willis? I have not. Okay. I have not. Interesting. Um, and then looking at some of the rookies this year, are you surprised how poorly some of them have played so far? You know, I, I believe it's a it's a 50-50. If you look at the the, the the numbers from the last 15, 20 years, it's not surprising uh, that that these guys do struggle uh, a little bit, especially the ones that are on bad teams like, you know, Zach Wilson and, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, although I do think Trevor Lawrence is making progress. I mean, you see uh, a quarterback who's looking much more confident, much more sturdy in the pocket right now. Uh, Zach Wilson, boy, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I would never say an injury is uh, there's a good time for an injury, but I really believe there's a good time for that injury, yeah. you know, uh, to, to let him step back and just kind of regroup to me. He just looked like he had the deer in the headlights look and did not have a, you know, he's got a first time head coach, uh, did not have a whole lot of support around him. Uh, I really believe that honestly, with all these young quarterbacks, the best thing that can happen to them, I believe this, I've always said this, I don't care who it is, even Joe Burrow going back to last year, if you have the luxury of letting them sit for at least a half a year, preferably a full year, they will be better off because of it. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule. But you look at the Patrick Mahomes, as you look at the Aaron Rodgers, you look at Brett Favre, um, you, you look at Philip Rivers. I mean, we've got a list of all these guys yeah. that had a chance to sit and learn and get comfortable with the professional game before being thrown out there. That extra year of maturity, it's very significant. And uh, I think that's the reason why it's a 50-50 proposition, whether these guys, these high draft choices are going to make it in the league. What, what do you think is going on with Mahomes and the Chiefs? Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm glad that it's happening, uh, but a lot of us former <laughs> quarterbacks are glad that it's happening because he was making it look too easy, man. Yeah. We're sitting there saying the game is not that easy. There's no way a guy could come in and do what he did those first two years without having any adversity whatsoever. Well, now uh, he's getting paid back here in year three or whatever it is for him as a starter. Um, you know, sure. some of the careless uh you know, overly confident decisions that he got away with the first couple of years, uh, he's now starting to pay the price. You know, the ball, whether the ball's slipping out of his hands, whether, you know, who, who knows the reasoning for why those things are happening. But, I mean, he's got more interceptions than he had the last two years combined. He had yeah. five two years ago. He had six last year. And I think he's got, well, maybe he's got about nine or ten this year. Yeah, year. I think he leads the league now because Lawrence, I think Lawrence had it, but Lawrence was on a bye last week. Yeah. Was, it, was he on a last week? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence didn't play last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but the point being that, you know, I have zero doubt that Patrick Mahomes is going to come out of this. He's just far, far too good, far too gifted. Uh, he'll pull himself out of it. But for the first time, he's dealing with, you know, the reality of, you know, this game is not that easy. It, it's just not that easy. And if you get cocky or you get careless, you will eventually pay the price. And uh, you know, he's had a couple of injuries now. Uh, uh, people are catching up with him a little bit. Uh, you know, so it's going to be interesting. The team is not quite as solid around him right now. They've had some injuries. So uh, I, I have no doubt he'll get himself out of this rut. But his confidence is wavering a little bit right now. 
and uh, he deserves it. <laughs> I would just say that. I, I, I hate, I'm not wishing bad on him of course. because I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. But I do think that sometimes uh, the best thing that could happen to these guys is they get knocked off that high horse a little bit and realize, you know, uh, Tom Brady uh, works harder than everybody else. That's why he is uh, Tom Brady, you know. Yeah. And then flipping to the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Burrow. Did you, did, did you see this coming from Cincinnati? What's going on there? Uh, let, let me just tell you, I, I've always been a huge fan of his. Um, what he's done coming back from that significant of an injury, it's not even been a year yet. I mean, he's, he's less than a year from that horrific knee injury that some people were talking might end his career. And nerve uh, damage. Period. I think it's a ner- nerve damage. It was, yeah, it was both the ACL yeah. and the MCL. Um, and, you know, it was a major deal. And uh, to come back and, and play with the fearlessness that he's playing with, and he's, he's maybe not quite as mobile as he was before, but that within a year, like he's, he's not even fully 100% healed yet, uh, mentally and physically. So uh, it, it shows me a lot about this kid. I mean, I, I really liked him coming out last year, and I, I really thought that he was going to be a, a, a really good quarterback. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was a sure thing. Like I, I always felt like an Andrew Luck was, and we go on the list of some of the other guys that maybe uh, fit that bill. But I really felt that Joe Burrow was going to be a great NFL quarterback. And man, he's he's proven it to me, to us real quick right now. Does, does it make you scratch your head that Urban Meyer named Haskins to start a couple years ago over him, and then he just left? It, it, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to criticize Urban Meyer without knowing the situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Joe Burrow wasn't as, as developed then as he, as he is now. That's fair. Uh, maybe there were some factors that, you know, it obviously could have been just a miss. And, and I'm sure if, if that was the case, Urban Meyer is kicking himself every night uh, as well as kicking himself for other mistakes he's made yeah. uh, recently and in the past. But um, you know, yeah, that, that's it. When you, when a guy gets away from you and has, the literally the best college season in the history of college football and then goes off in the NFL and plays at the level he's playing at right now. That's hard to get over. And speaking of that, are you surprised coach O's out just so quickly after that happened? Surprised what? I'm sorry. You're surprised that coach O is now out in LSU after just no, I'm two not. years. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I really, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know coach O, but I hear great things about him. Um, I do remember watching him when he was here at USC as a head coach. And you know who he reminds me a lot of? He reminds me a lot of a coach I played for at Notre Dame, Jerry Faust, a cheerleader. You know, he's more of a cheerleader than a head coach. That doesn't mean he's not a good coach, but I do think he's very um, um, restricted in the kind of coach that he can be. Um, And he had tremendous success. And I'm not minimizing what he did, but he, I mean, you look at the quarterback he had and the talent, that he had on both sides of the ball, that football team, um, you know, it it would be pretty hard to screw it up. Um, And then he was rewarded with the contract, rightfully so. Uh, But it's not surprising to me that, that um, he's had these struggles and um, you know, his best fit, I think would be to be a, um, you know, go back to being a position coach and and maybe a recruiting coordinator kind of guy, because he's dynamic at those positions and the players will play hard for him. But it, it's a special breed that they can be able to consistently manage the head coach demands in, in the position uh, over a period of time. And I, I just never looked at him as that guy. I've got one, one last question for you. 
Um, is there any teams in college football right now that can make a run at maybe knocking off Georgia or Alabama? Well, it's not Notre Dame. And I, I, love, I love to say it was, but it's not Notre Dame. Um, you know, the fact that A&M did it once to Alabama and the way that they did it, um, I would not put it past them being able to challenge Oklahoma. Um, you know, they're, they're looking pretty, pretty darn good as well. Um, you know, I think this is the first year with the way that Alabama got beat by A&M, and I, I'm not 100% sold on Georgia. Um, I, I think this year is, is a, I would love to see an 18 playoff this year. That's what I, I mean. This would be the year where we, I think we get to see a, one of those kind of second tier teams be able to really threaten for the national title. Uh, because I do think with a young quarterback at Alabama and a few of the other holes they have right now, they are vulnerable. I still think they're, they're far and away the best team, uh, but they're vulnerable. And, uh, uh, I, I can't really say other than maybe Texas A&M, and, and I'd love. To, I, I'm glad that Cincinnati is going to get their chance because it'll it'll either shut them up for a while, or it'll prove their point that they deserve to be there. And so um, I, I do think that uh, uh, this is going to be a very telling year, just because of the fact that I do think there's opportunity for those second tier, historically second tier teams to step up and maybe take a shot at. It. Yeah, you think you think a Power Five is getting nervous that JMU is being elevated to the Sun Belt? <laughs> well, I think it'll take care of itself, right? I mean, those yeah. things take care of themselves. If they belong, they'll 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 prove it. If they don't, they'll they'll prove that as well. Yeah. Well, uh, that's really the question I really have for you. Um, how can people follow you on social media, keep up with you, and see, keep up with you on uh, CBS? Well, I'm I'm trying to become much more active. I'm a little bit older than than uh, your generation, so I'm not as active as I should be. But at Steve Berline is my my Twitter handle, um, and then same on Instagram and. Uh, um, you, know, fa- you know, Facebook is Facebook, right? Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to have more of a presence on the social media side. So, uh, yeah, get the word out. That'd be great. Yeah, you should, you should do TikTok. Brad Johnson's doing TikTok. I don't know if you want to do something like that. Uh, TikTok, no. I, I have political reasons for staying away from that. <laughs> but but uh, the other thing I would say is uh, my show uh, that I do every Monday on CBS Sports Network okay. uh, with, with Rich Gannon, Trent Green. It's hosted by Adam Shine. Uh, we've been doing this our 10th year running oh, cool. it's a great show it's every monday and they show it on tuesdays as well it's monday nfl qb uh, on cbs sports network we review the whole nfl from a quarterback's perspective you know we find what we think are the the most interesting quarterback situations and of course the big stories outside of quarterbacks but uh with the history and the, the experience that trent green rich gannon and i have uh we, we have a, a lot of insight i think to share and Boomer Esiason comes on once every three or four weeks. Oh, cool. Um, so it, it's a great show, and uh, it's been received very well. So Monday, NFL QB, check it out. Is Jason Campbell on there? That's awesome. Jason Campbell's filled in. He's, he's come on this year. He's awesome. Times. He's great. Yeah, he's doing a good job. He's doing a good, He's been a nice addition to the crew. Yeah. And then you guys can finally talk about the D.C. quarterback situation now that he shines some light on it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, well, it's a it mess. Well, it's magic. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – if, if you number one, I love Fitz. Um, yeah. Number two, if you were counting on him to be the guy, um, you know, the, I think the biggest disappointment right now with the Redskins is the way the defense is playing. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit better this week. They played against Green Bay, but, um, you know, the, I, I think that's where the problem starts. Um, yeah. And you got to get a real quarterback, obviously. Yeah. No, yeah. They're two and five. They've got uh, Denver this week, which is going to be a toss up. 
and then they got Tampa, which is already determined. Oh, and oh so, yeah. 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 So it's going to be lots of, and then towards the end of the year, they've got five back to back to back to back to back division games, including two at Dallas. So that's not going to be pretty. So no, yeah. but, but I mean, I, I, they're, I think they're a good solid football team. And if Heineke can, can just uh, protect the ball, um, you know, we don't need to get into all that stuff, but, yeah. but I, I like the energy he brings. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a, a real, you know, top tier NFL quarterback, but he's a guy that can play yeah. and uh, you build the right team around him. Just like kind of fits. They'll find a way to win some games. Yeah. Del Rio lets the pass rushers uh, go past the line of scrimmage. Maybe they'll do something, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do appreciate uh, you taking the time. You got it. Zach. <laughs>